This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Well, I hope you had a great weekend. I'm kind of proud of you watching the football game yesterday, Cheyenne. I did. I watched all of it, actually. Well, I mean, there were two games. Oh, uh, I wasn't home for the first game. Okay. Yeah. So the first one was the uh, Chiefs and the Ravens. Chiefs won. <laughs> Travis Kelsey and his girlfriend Taylor Swift are going to the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Taylor, she's got a show in Tokyo like uh, the day before yeah. or two days before. So uh, I guess her plan, I've, I've been seeing a lot of social media posts about like how she's going to make it to Vegas following Tokyo and just the time difference. And, yeah. But she's got a private jet. She'll, She'll be fine. Yeah. No She'll part of me is worried that Taylor Swift won't be able to make it. Uh, I don't know. But then, then there's going to be like prop bets. Um, of how many times is Taylor going to be on TV? And I mean, that's just how the Super Bowl goes. They have yeah. all sorts of prop bets, and that's exactly what's going to happen. Same with uh, Travis Kelsey's brother, Jason. How many times is he going to be on TV? Is he going to take his shirt off? I'm sure that'll be, so. that'll be a prop bet as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the Chiefs, of course, playing the 49ers, which I thought for sure the Lions were going to pull that one out. So did I. They had a 17-point lead going into halftime, and then they came out of the half, and they must have uh, washed their hands in... Uh, Vegetable oil or something because not about, <laughs> nobody can catch the ball. Yeah, it was it was a pretty rough second half for them at least. Uh, but congratulations to the 49ers. So it'll be the Niners and uh, the Chiefs in Vegas. A lot of red out there on the strip, I'm sure. Yeah, a lot. In a couple of weeks. A lot of people are excited to see Brock Purdy in the Super Bowl. He grew up out there in Queen Creek. Yeah, I am. I think it's wonderful. I love it when like local people make it big. There are a lot of people that were not happy about it. There was actually a, a local injury attorney that had billboards all over the valley mm-hmm. over the weekend. It said, let's go Brock Purdy. Uh, they paid for these billboards. There was yeah. no 49ers logo. There was nothing like that. Right, they just said, Brock let's, Purdy. let's go Brock Purdy. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that were not happy about those billboards. Why? And they took the social media, their anger. Oh, my God. They put in a social media post. Yeah, because the Cardinals did so much this season. Well, I mean, if you're a Cardinals fan, of course you're not going to be happy about it, Cheyenne. It's a local guy making it big. We'll let you know what they're saying on social media or read some of their Facebook posts and Twitter posts and all that. Coming up here on Camel Country. Gunner and Cheyenne. Well, congratulations to Brock Purdy and the 49ers making it to the Super Bowl is... Much as some of us in this studio were hoping for the Lions to go to the Super Bowl, it is still kind of cool for a local kid, yeah, like Brock Purdy, to uh, to be able to have that opportunity. And I mean, he played pretty darn good yesterday. A little rough in the first half, yeah. but uh, they came out in the second half and uh, did what they needed to do to win. Uh, Brock Purdy went uh, to Perry High School in Gilbert, where he played football there. So he still got a lot of friends and family here in the Valley, and 
There is a local injury attorney, Lerner and Rowe. They paid for uh, billboards around the valley that said, let's go Brock Purdy is what it said. Simple message. Right? Yeah. Let's yep. go Brock Purdy. There's no 49ers logo, nothing like that. They were just kind of rooting on uh, the local boy, Brock Purdy. And there's a lot of people here in the valley, more so like Cardinal fans that were not having it. Cheyenne. Okay. They called blasphemy. Oh, this is geez. Arizona Cardinals country. Okay. I mean, yeah, except 90% of the time at a home Cardinals game, the visiting team has more fans. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's just, it that just shows with the 49ers, you know, the 49ers fan base here. But Well, no, you know, in, if you're in a- any game, like, yes, this is where the Cardinals are, but there are so many, like, fans of other teams here yeah. that it's not... It still is Arizona Cardinals country, you know, and I mean, the 49ers, they play in the NFC West as do the Seahawks and the Rams, you know, so Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're a hardcore Arizona Cardinals fan, I could see why you would call blasphemy. I could see why you would be upset if the 49ers and Brock Purdy were the reason the Cardinals weren't going. Exactly. But there were so many other missteps in the season, like, and it's not like it's go 49ers, it's It's go Brock Purdy. But it still is Arizona Cardinals country they didn't pack up their bags and leave no i'm not i'm not i'm not the, saying the, uh, that cardinals. i'm not saying that but it's not like the 49ers were the only reason the cardinals didn't do anything yeah, support I mean, brock purdy there's nothing wrong like with casual that. fans to me yeah <laughs> not real fans <laughs> uh another twitter post currently in phoenix's billboards that say let's go brock purdy and i'm and i about threw up oh my gosh uh, another person said i saw let's go brock purdy billboard what's wrong with arizona man Nothing, because they're supporting a local boy no matter what team he's playing for. That's what somebody else said. Uh, yeah. uh, this Facebook post says, quote, Cardinals fans might not like this, but I love seeing these billboards around the valley supporting Brock Purdy. Shows a lot of high school kids now the impact that they can make in Arizona. Right? Like, think about Brock's mom for a minute here. Like, at first it's like, oh my gosh, look it. The hometown is supporting my son. How cool. And now she has to look at you guys being mad. Because local people are supporting him. Eh, it's a little fun competition, you know. Is it though, I mean, or is it just people being jealous and dramatic. crying? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if but I mean, if you go back to the source of the billboards, Lerner and Row. I mean, if they were looking to get some uh, chatter about, oh, they definitely their business, have right? Succeeded. Yeah. All yep. they had to do, simple billboard. Let's go, Brock Purdy. Now everybody's talking about their billboards. Honestly, I mean, brilliant. Hey, go Lerner and Row. <laughs> I know. <Way laughs> Mission. Accomplished. Camel Country 107. So when you watch the Super Bowl, which is coming up here in a couple of weeks, you uh-huh. know, the uh, the teams have been set. Are you excited for the game? The game oh, itself? You, no. 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 You seem more like a... Um, a, a commercials ha- type guy? A girl? Why did I just call myself a guy? <laughs> <laughs> it's the bandana. It's gotta be. Shut up! <laughs> a commercials type lady. I do like the commercials. I was gonna go halftime show. I am excited for the halftime show as well. Yeah. Which is... Usher. Hey. Usher. And there's always polls and surveys that come out around uh, Super Bowl time. And yeah. There's a little stat here. Which I find interesting. It says 6% of people who watch the Super Bowl prefer the announcer's commentary over anything else. Interesting. Why, why would you? I mean, you're a huge sports fan, Abe. I mean, we yeah. watch, you know, the games, the commentary. Is there anything there that we could dissect as to why these football fans, people that watch the game, would prefer the commentary over the actual game, commercials, halftime show, anything? I'm baffled by that. I did not expect that, and I don't care about the commentary. <laughs> um, as somebody who doesn't know all that much about football, I like the commentary because if I'm listening and watching the game, I actually learn quite a bit. So Tony Romo in, uh, who's his partner? Is that uh, Jim Nance? Yes. Jim Nance and Tony Romo are going to be calling the Super Bowl, which Tony Romo, I mean, I'm still on the fence about that guy. He likes to like predict a lot of plays and he's right a lot of the time, but I mean, it's kind of like, it's kind of annoying for him to call the play 
and then it actually yeah I feel like that would play out. You'd rather be surprised. I'd rather be surprised. Don't ruin it for Tony Romo. That's interesting. I never thought about that either. I don't care about somebody ruining the surprise. It's not Christmas. It's football. I mean, you know what I'm talking about though. You you watch the game and Tony. I mean him. I mean he used to be a quarterback in the NFL. He knows a lot about the game and he'll sit there and be like, they should probably do this, and they actually do it. You know, See, I, I like that they should probably because it kind of gives an inside perspective to like a quarterback's brain and yeah. how he thinks. See, I like that. See, I guess if that's what the people are referring to, the commentary, you I, know, well, that is maybe. part of it. Yeah. One in 11 people who plan to watch the Super Bowl won't know which teams are playing until they turn on the TV at the start of the game. One in 11. <laughs> One in 11. That makes but sense. I mean, if you don't watch the game and you're only there for the food, I get it. Yeah. I know a few people like that. And only a third of Americans can name last year's Super Bowl champs. Who was it? Last year's Super Bowl champs. Come on, Cheyenne. Uh, Come on. I know they played in uh, State Farm Stadium. Come on. <laughs> Think about it. Come on. We've talked about it. Even the National Anthem with uh, Chris Stapleton. I know. I don't remember. It gives it away played. at the very end of the National Anthem. Oh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Chiefs. Uh, and they're back in it again. <laughs> Camel Country 107.9. Let's say you're out on a first date with somebody, Cheyenne. Uh-huh. Well, let's use you as an example here, right? Okay. You know, you're single. Yeah. Some dude invites you out on a date. You go to a restaurant. You have a nice time. Then when the check arrives, he asks you to split it with him. What do you do? I would be like, what? Because <laughs> you're expecting him to pay, right? Yeah, he's the one who asked me, so definitely. Uh, This is a real-life situation that happened to a guy in Miami, first date. But anyway, when he asked to split the bill, she got angry. And he actually recorded their conversation in the car after all this went down. All right, so take a listen. Here we go. Why are you splitting the bill? Well, I mean, it's our first date, so I thought we should maybe go half. I can't believe you made us split the bill. I mean... You ordered an appetizer that I didn't even touch. Why do you think that I should okay, pay for Okay, but you asked me out. I know, but you ordered something you that I did. You asked me out. All right, I'll just take you home. All right, see ya. Bye. Aye, aye, aye. Something tells me there's not going to be a second date, Cheyenne. No, there is not. But I'm, I mean, honestly, I agree with her. I, I firmly stand by... If you ask somebody out, I mean, it's expected that you pay. But I can understand why somebody would want to split it. You know, especially if you're out there dating a lot. Uh Uh-huh. Because that's a lot of money to spend. Yeah, absolutely. If you're out like every other day, taking a woman out on a date, covering the full bill, that's a lot of money to spend. Dating is an investment in your future and in your relationship. It's a part of it. In this guy's case, I'm assuming that he felt like... There wasn't going to be a second date anyway. He didn't sound thrilled either way. Yeah. So why pay the full bill if there's not going to be a second date? I mean, I see the the, the perspective for sure. But as a female who has asked men out on dates, if I'm asking you, I'm, I'm going to at least attempt to pay for it. If you stop me and you pay for it, that's totally fine, which happens a lot. But if I'm asking you... I'm going to be the one to pay for it. See, I haven't been in the dating game in a long time. Almost 20 years. (laughs) So I feel like it should be an unwritten rule. Okay. Okay. That when you're going on a first date with somebody, if it's not going well, why not just agree to split the bill? If it does go well, he pays for the tab and there will be a second date. I mean, I think that's a very great unspoken way to designate whether or not there will be... And they, that makes sense, right? I, I get it. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't argue that because that makes sense to me as well. Man, I'm in the wrong gig. 
How do, how do we make that an official rule? If you're a woman, you don't, you're not sure how it goes. Uh-huh. If he picks up the tab, that tells you that he thought it went great. But if he asked you to split it, Oh, maybe it didn't go as great as I thought it did. No, I like you know I like your I mean? perspective on him. Definitely not arguing the perspective. I get it. I don't know. Abe's the man of reason here. It's bold. It's a bold move. That's all I'm saying. Really? I don't know. I think that's a great way. People hate confrontation for the most part, yeah, right? You it's hate uncomfortable. I know. Some but of I mean, us thrive on it. Yeah, but to bring that up in conversation about like, is this going well? I think that is you the know? most responsible, respectful, and mutually understanding thing that you can do. Especially if you feel like a vibe is off. You've done that before? No, when, but I, I wouldn't exactly. be mad about it. You also don't want to hear the bad news. I mean, nobody wants to hear bad no. news. So what, that is the most easy way to be let down is there's no conversation, you know, based on how the check situation goes, how that dinner went. Uh, <laughs> to me, I don't know. It I, couldn't be me though. Good or bad vibe, I'm paying the bill. Okay. I, I mean, I've paid the bill on dates that I didn't have like the most fun time on. Obviously, because I'm still single. So, Well, was that you saying, I'm just going to cover this so that I don't have no obligation to that man? It could be that. Is that what it, it is? It could be that. <laughs> because I don't want to feel like I owe you something. Yeah. yeah. I could see that. I, I could definitely see that, right? I mean, That would you, make me super self-conscious. At the end of the date, if she wanted to pick the whole thing up, I'd be like, oh, dang, she really hates me. <laughs> Gunner and Cheyenne. Well, who's in the right here? There's a dude in Miami, went on a first date at a restaurant with a woman that he had asked out on Tinder. Note, he asked her out. Uh, she got angry that he asked her to split the bill when the check came. Is he wrong for inviting her out on a date? And then asking her to split the bill? Yeah, 100%. And then springing it on her like that when the bill comes. Like, it's this whole thing is just dirty to me. I think if he had intended on splitting the bill, he probably should have let her know yeah. ahead of time. You know, a little communication there uh, from the get-go. Would she have canceled on him if he had given her the heads up? It's possible, but like, that's the risk you run. I would have canceled on him if I was a woman. Because I would have, <laughs> you know, if I was a woman, I'd be going for the free meals all the time. But, uh, Kevin, what say you about this whole situation, man? Yeah, I see no problem with, with splitting the bill. I mean, dating is difficult these days, and you never know what you're getting into. So I think uh, a 50-50 split, especially with, you know, what's going on in the <laughs> you world. You make it sound like a gambling. Fine. It's a 50-50 split. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a gamble. I mean, that's true. It, it, is. it is a gamble <laughs> in today's day and age. Normally on a first date, don't you, don't you try to impress, right? And, I mean, if you're trying to impress... You'd pay the whole bill and just kind of, I'm sure she'd appreciate that. I'm sure she would, but I don't think money is, is something that helps impress. I think conversation, personality, you know, things like that are more indicative of how a, a date will go. Or right, how a but, point. Go. but, but point. just envision about how great that conversation was. Everything was going according to plan. Like you, you see a future with this woman and everything else. But then you ask to split the check. I just feel like that's just like a... A kick to between the legs, you know, right at the, right at the end there. It's difficult to date these days. You don't know how far a relationship's going to go. So, I mean, paying for everything for a date or two or three and only to find out yeah. it doesn't work out. Yeah, I mentioned that. It gets yeah. expensive. If you're, if you're paying for every dinner on all these dates, yeah, it gets expensive. It can, definitely. But, like, if you're... If, if you're paying the whole bill at like in and out I'm not gonna like that's not gonna impress me you know what I mean <laughs> well who's going to in and out on a first date but what right? if it's animal style though ooh and you're paying the whole bill yeah. on that maybe no. maybe you can't, you can't do animal style for a first date you can't. <laughs> that is true that's that is so true I would have other concerns <laughs> so where, where where are we talking then like on a first date what restaurant any type of nice I'm not saying high end or I'm not saying low end not, not like Applebee's or anything like that but you know it's a nice 
decent restaurant where you can sit and talk and and you know have a nice conversation. If that is your mentality in you know in, in splitting the bill, wouldn't you just say that to her off the get go? Instead of springing it on her at the end of the date? You're absolutely right. Well, springing it on her, period, is never a good idea. With anything. I've, <laughs> I've, I've been in both of you. I've been in both positions where, you know, I've the, the girl just expects to pay half. So I'm kind of in that boat mm-hmm. where it's just expected now by, by most girls. And equality and all this stuff coming up these days. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I've had some brilliant ideas being a married man of 15 years with this, with this dating girl. I don't know. In his mind, they're great yeah. ideas. Execution, not so much. Come on. How, you tell her beforehand that we're going to split it, right? Wouldn't that, that would just eliminate the awkwardness. What would that conversation look like for you? But I think if you bring that up to some girls first, they may not want to go out then. Well, then you eliminate... A greedy woman out of the out of the get go. Gunner is a, is a self proclaimed. If he were a woman, he would go out on as many first dates I as totally, possible yeah. for free meals. If I that that would be the only reason I would date would be to get all the free meals, right? Wow. And then, <laughs> so yes, I would be angry if it was sprung upon me at the very end of the meal that I was splitting it. I would be angry, but by him telling me that we're going to split it. All right, I got plans already tonight. You know, I'm, I, I don't need to go on a date with you. I didn't like you anyway. <laughs> I mean, I've done it both ways. So it's just, I also don't want to just insinuate that I'm paying for everything or tell her that, you know, we're going to go have these and her not be into it. You know, and how's this all working out for you? Are you single? <laughs> I'm <still> single. <laughs> trying it. Trying it until it doesn't. Camel Country 107. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. My gosh, Cody Johnson on Saturday out at Desert Diamond Arena in Glendale. What a show. Oh, 10 out of 10. That dude, um, the way you hear his voice on that song is how he sounds live. Yeah. There's no differentiation at all between the two, and it's just so incredible. And, you know, with his voice and the concert he puts on, his patriotism, his faith, you can't help but respect the heck out of of Cody Johnson. You can't. It is the most genuine heartfelt 
show I think I've ever been to. And my favorite part is when he like hops around. Like he bounces a lot because yeah. he's so in his music that he just like does this little well, hoppy thing. He's got the energy, you know, because I yeah. mean, you watch, um, you know, maybe like a George Strait, you know, who's up there just playing oh, guitar yeah. and just very chill. Cody Johnson, who plays pretty much the same cowboy music. You know, but he's running around the stage doing his thing. He is. He is amazing. <laughs> and when he introduced his band, one of my favorite parts was, uh, <laughs> I think it was the bass player, or one of the other guitar players, but uh, he's like the only guy allowed to be up here on this stage with me, wearing a ca- also wearing a cowboy hat, yep. is this gentleman right here, because he's a Texas cattle rancher, and he had the he had the uh, the mustache and everything else that, you you if you had to guess, somebody put a gut at your head and like, hey, guess what he does for a living? <laughs> it would be a cattle Rancher. It would be a cattle For rancher. Sure. <laughs> it's a full thick handlebar, very Lorax yeah. looking mustache. And then when he, when they got downtime, he goes back to the ranch, uh-huh. you know. And uh, you know, I mentioned Cody's faith, and um, he doesn't have he doesn't do any shows on Sundays. He's only got one show on uh, on a Sunday in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Other than that, no dates on his tour or on a Sunday. I love that. And I bet you so we can get back to church. Oh, absolutely. Get home, get to church, spend a few days with the family, then back out on the road. Yeah. And that's so Cody. Like, that is such a Cody Johnson thing to do. Uh, We did another camel ride for this one. Uh, I know pics and video will be going up on social media a little bit later on. And then for those wondering, my wife was aboard the bus and she did not break her ankle this time. Yay, Emily! Man, and she was very cautious about not drinking too much and all Good. that. So yeah, yeah, you know, one 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 misstep and it'll ruin it for you. Yeah. There was something that happened uh, during the show, which uh, it was kind of a sweet moment. Uh huh. Somebody got proposed to Cheyenne. Oh, I love that. Uh, was when Cody started playing this song. Somebody got down on a knee, proposed to that special someone, and then everybody around him. I think they had a lot of friends and family there, knowing uh-huh. that it was going to happen because the cell phones came out, the lights were on, everybody's like, ah. Just trying to get like Cody's attention, you know, but yeah. it was a little too far up for it to grab his attention. But being proposed to at a concert, what do you think? Is that romantic? Um, or is that? Uh, I think that if the artist and the song hold true to your relationship, then yeah, absolutely. Is it for me? No, it's not for me. So if you were um, very serious with a gentleman, uh-huh. and you guys go to. Um, I don't know, a Tech Nine concert or something. Whatever, whatever like underground <laughs> rapper you're Tech into. Nine, no. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets on one knee. I mean, I'm still saying yes, yeah. but in the, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. But I mean, for, it's not the way I would want to be proposed to okay. personally. Um, I'm wondering if this has ever, you know, happened to somebody. Like, have, have you done that? Obviously, it happened over the weekend uh-huh. at Cody Johnson. You know, like, what is the mindset if you were the female there? And uh, would you have preferred it somewhere a little more smaller and intimate? Yeah. You know, and make it a special moment that way. Connor and Cheyenne. Well, at the Cody Johnson show over the weekend out there in Glendale, um, somebody got proposed to up in the uh, the stands. That's pretty cool. It. Congratulations, by the way, because that's so I love that. I love it when people get engaged. It makes well, me happy. It was during a particular Cody Johnson song. might have been their song, you know, which kind of makes it special, right? Yeah. You know, you kind of had the whole thing planned out, taking them to the concert to see Cody Johnson, the singer of their special song, and going to get in a ring and having a plan in his head that he's going to get down on one knee and propose when that when Cody performs that song. That's exactly what happened. I mean, the thought process is really sweet and having to put that kind of effort into it. I, I'm here for that. But it's not for me. 
I mean, it's so it's so not for you, but mm-hmm. romantic for some. Yeah, absolutely. Let me uh, let's do a this or that, Cheyenne. Okay. How would you like to be proposed to? Here's uh, let's see, Kathy texting in text of the four eight zero. My husband proposed on Kauai on the island of Kauai on the beach in a hammock of the resort under the stars with a full moon, and that was perfect because nobody was there. It was just us. So a concert proposal, complete opposite. Not under the stars. You're in a venue. <laughs> There's people all around. So. Knowing how you feel about concert proposals, Hawaii. Uh, definitely, Hawaii. Uh, oh, I yeah. got tears. Okay. That's so sweet. Um, all right. Here's a concert proposal. Text of the 480. My friends actually got engaged at a Rascal Flats concert on stage. Oh, wow. Uh, his mom had backstage passes before the concert and told the band her son's plan. And they also had front row seats. And he held up the ring behind her head so that they knew it, who he was. Aww. So then they brought him up on stage and he proposed. I mean, that's cool. So an that, on stage cool. proposal? Uh, that's even more so. That's even more attention. That's a lot of attention. I'm not against it. It's just, I don't know. That that Hawaii but one you, is just, oof. Yeah. That's I mean, it's, so good. So, I mean, about being up on stage with Rascal Flats, how often does that happen? Never. Yeah. I mean, once in a lifetime like that, there there's definitely a difference okay. for sure. Uh, concert proposal or this proposal, Cheyenne? <laughs> Text of the 520. My fiance proposed to me in bed when I was crying in severe pain from a torn Achilles injury. Got concert proposal. Concert proposal. <laughs> <laughs> he, saw, he saw a moment of weakness and he jumped I know. on it. <laughs> she's on pain meds. I know she's going to say yes. <laughs> and she can't go anywhere because she's stuck in bed. Like it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, anybody look at a date, Cheyenne, note to self there. No concert proposals, yeah. apparently. But also, like, we do so many concert things. Like, let's yeah. do something outside of there that. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and yes, I, did, I see the text that came in. I did wear a cowboy hat. I did go and buy the cowboy hat, and I did wear the cowboy hat at the concert. That was my very first cowboy hat. Uh-huh. And, I mean, what better show to go to to wear a cowboy hat to than Cody Johnson? And it looked so good. Did it look good? Yes. It's okay. on our Instagram at Gunner and Cheyenne. Uh, you can go check it out there. Gunner and Cheyenne. Well, well, Morgan Wallen and Taylor Swift have something in common now. Who would have thought they would ever have anything in common? Yeah, they're like opposite ends of any spectrum. (laughs) Uh, The thing they have in common is uh, what Morgan did recently. He did his best Taylor Swift impression uh, when he had to re-record one of his songs. So we kind of talked about this a little bit on Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, His former representatives, his former record label, released some of his old songs without his permission. So he fought back by re-recording one of his tracks. Uh, he called their move gross and greedy. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's a very accurate description. Because he this is early on in his career. I think it was back in 2014 when a struggling artist, you know, you're working at bars for tips, you know, and you have a management company, you have a record label come in and say, hey, let's sign you. And you're like, yes, finally, I've made it. And then you don't read the fine print. There's a lot of fine print there, and they own yeah. you. They own you. So he had 13 songs that he had made. He said some were okay, most were terrible. At least he knows. So <laughs> he's got a lot of those songs on this 10th anniversary edition of this album that came out. And uh-huh. he's, as he mentioned, he's not proud of it. They they released it without his permission. But the song that he did re-release, I'll, I want to play the front end of it, because Taylor, when she re- re-sang her songs... They sound pretty much the same. She didn't change much at all right, with it. Right, Um, The only reason you really know that it's different is because it says Taylor's version on it. For Morgan Wallen, the song that he re-sang and redid is uh, Spin You Around. And the only differentiation, you know, when it comes to the title is Spin You Around 
124. So January 24th. It's not like Morgan's version or anything yeah. like that. It's just, just spin you around 124. Those executives that screwed Morgan like that, that's what you get. Yep. Much better yeah. version for sure. All right, so definitely stream the spin you around 124 going forward from yes. Morgan. It's not a bad joke. It's just a dad joke. Cheyenne's dad joke of the hour. Hey, Gunner. Yeah. What do you call a happy person on a Monday? <laughs> what do you call a happy person on a Monday? <laughs> Unemployed! Oh my. <laughs> it's not a bad joke. It's just a dad joke. Cheyenne's dad joke of the hour. Because all of us have to go to work on Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least we get a paycheck at the end of the week, Cheyenne. I mean, as happy as an unemployed person could be on a Monday. Gunner and Cheyenne. Time to play Pick Your Battle. Uh, prize on the line today, Chris Stapleton. He's going to be a part of Extra Innings Fest on Friday, March 1st out there at Tempe Beach Park. You'll want a pair of tickets uh, to this show. A lot of acts on that stage from El King to Turnpike Troubadours. And the night will be headlined by Chris Stapleton. Which, if you see him anywhere, anytime, amazing. So good. All right, that is the prize. Time to play Pick Your Battle. Cheyenne, are you ready? Ready. Abe, are you ready? Possibly. <laughs> Gunner, are you ready? I am. Emily and Tempe, are you ready? I am ready. All right. Five questions or 60 seconds. Whichever comes first, you're going to have three chances at each question. So the uh, more cha- uh, the more questions you get, the better your odds of winning. Abe, what is the category? The category today is Tom Selleck, who Ooh. turned 79 today, which is crazy because wow. he looks pretty good yeah, that's for 79. A- he does, though. Is that the other uh, guy in the Ted movie that he's proud that uh, he's got a photo with? Tom Selleck? No. Oh, no, no. Different guy? But you do know who he is, though, right? I think so. Well, we're going to find out here in a moment. <laughs> Bro, we're the same age. You should hey. definitely know who Tom Selleck uh, is. Hey, you're ruining my strategy here, Abe. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right, Emily, who do you want to battle against this morning? Thank you for all that, Gunner. I'll be battling you. Yeah! <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. you faking it. You don't know. Don't He's know. not. He's definitely not. It's okay. All right, Gunner's leaving the room, and he is gone and out. Abe, question number one. All right, Emily, here we go. Tom got his big break when he was cast as a private investigator in the lead role of what popular 80s series? Magnum P.I. Correct. Tom is well known for what facial feature? Mustache. Correct. Tom successfully made the jump to the big screen when he starred in this comedy along with Steve Gutenberg and Ted Danson, which was also the highest grossing movie of 1987. Three Men and a Baby. Correct. Wow. In the 90s, Tom made a guest appearance on Friends where he dated which character? Monica. Yeah. Correct. And next month, you can catch Tom in the 14th and final season of What Police Drama on CBS? Mm, Blue Blood? Correct. Holy Moses. (laughs) Oh, my God. Wow. Uh, well, this is pointless at this Emily point. Wow. Uh, <laughs> no, let's, let's see how bad he does. Let's do it. Bro. Yep. She went five I, for five. Uh, on Tom Selleck questions? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it was Tom Skerritt, by the way. I it think was. Is, uh, yeah, it okay. Was. <laughs> <laughs> it was talking about with the, uh, the Ted movie. All right, let's All see right. if you can tie it up. All right. Because that's, that's your only option. <laughs> Ape, question number one. All right, Gunner, here we go. Tom got his big break when he was cast as a private investigator in the lead role of what popular 80s series? <laughs> the look on his face. Smokey and the Bandit. No. Um. <laughs> Pass. Tom is well known for what facial feature? 
His mustache. Yeah. Correct. Hey. Tom successfully made the jump to the big screen where he starred in this comedy along with Steve Gutenberg and Ted Danson, which was also the highest grossing movie of 1987. Mm, pass. <laughs> in the 90s, Tom made a guest appearance on Friends where he dated which character? Oh, Monica. Correct. Yeah. Next month, you can catch Tom in the 14th and final season of What Police Drama on CBS. Ooh. Oh, my gosh. Popular. Pl- say, w- say that last question again. Repeat. Next month, you can catch Tom in the 14th and final season of What Police Drama on CBS. Uh, Reno 91. No, it was not that one. It's, um, I don't know. I'd pass. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that I felt like I that one. Time. <laughs> no, time's up. All right. Well, I got, how many did I get? Two? Uh... Two or three. Right. Three. Three. Look at her. Look at Emily keeping track. I dig it. Uh, but that is less than five, Emily. So you win. Yay! Congratulations on your Tom Selleck knowledge. Awesome. <laughs> Gunner and Cheyenne. Buddy mooning is apparently a new trend happening. A buddy moon is... <laughs> What, Cheyenne? Well, first, since you're giggling, I want to know what you think a buddy mooning is. If I were to just guess what a buddy moon is or buddy mooning, it would be a group of people standing next to a highway mooning cars as they go by. (laughs) I regret my choice to ask. (laughs) That's a full moon right there. You know, you just got a whole bunch of buddies. Um, You're mooning. You never moon people growing up? uh, No. You've mooned people, right? No? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> I've been in the presence of it, but I'm not yeah. the one doing the mooning. I could see him not doing it, but that being something that you Oh, yeah, dude. Like do. road trips. You know, you just kind of put your your butt cheeks up against the put window. Put them on the glass. Yeah, you put them on the glass. You are weird. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, that's oh, so not what this that's is. That's not what buddy mooning no, is? No. Buddy okay. mooning is a new wedding trend where instead of newlyweds going on honeymoons with just the two of them, they are taking groups of friends with them. Hence, buddy Mooning. You should be spending time together, getting to know each other. You both got your new fancy rings. Well, you on should your already finger. know each other. Well, I mean, you do, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, in, in a married relationship, uh, as a married couple. I, I'm picking up. What you know you're what I mean? Down. Like my wife and I, we went to Disney World for our honeymoon. That's cool. It was awesome. Yeah. I just couldn't imagine having a whole bunch of people there as well. And you know how it is when you go with a group of people to Disneyland or Disney World. It's chaotic. It's chaotic. Chaos. Everybody has their own thing that they want to do, yeah. and you got to kind of go with what the majority wants to do no dude when you're a married couple you kind of that's part of the communication what do you want to do well, i want to do then you work it out right yeah, it's kind of part yeah. of that what, what what age are we assuming people on buddy moons are i would definitely say like mid-20s yeah i'm thinking 25 to 30 okay yeah. so that would be what that's past the millennial right or is that younger uh, than millennial it's what is that it's like it's right a, on the cusp it's like elder gen z and like the bottom end of millennials okay yeah so we are assuming it's kind of in that in that age range is it a lack of confidence like what what is it why why do they want to go on a buddy i just moon? think that it's it's people don't know how to be alone with each other anymore so and everybody's always with big groups of people it's got to be that. Well, which makes it even worse for that relationship then, right? I mean, if if you don't have the confidence to be together. Yeah, what do you think the rest of your marriage is going to be? I know, right? <laughs> I know. Like, are you going to have roommates for forever? Yeah, constant roommates? I don't know. I kind of Sleep in separate rooms? I like half of it. Like, I am a hopeless romantic, like, to my core. So, like, having a couple of days where it is just you and your significant other, and then having people join you, I don't have an issue with. But, like, I need two, maybe three days of just pure romance and all the things the that honeymoon. come with it. That's the honeymoon. And then, then play have the, people come. Then maybe on an anniversary trip, do something. The buddy moon thing, that is your special time together. Yeah. Come on. 
text with the 602. It's definitely Gen Z. Those are the guys bringing parents to their job interviews. <laughs> <laughs> Did we talk about this? Well, was it last week? Yeah. It was like, or two yeah. weeks ago? Yeah. yeah. You're not yeah. wrong. It was a study or something done with hiring managers mm-hmm. that were saying that Gen Z is bringing parents to their job interviews. Wild. It's got to be that group, What's right? happening with this younger generation? <laughs> yeah, what is going on? I don't know. You, you're going to have a wedding at some point, right? I would hope you know, so. You're, you're yeah. 33. You're a millennial, but I mean a buddy boon? No, I need the romance. Yeah. I need my one-on-one. I need that my person in all of its glory yeah. of, of what it is. Yeah. Buddy mooning, yeah or nay? Let us know. You can text us at 22108. I'm a nay. <laughs> nay. Gunner <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Cheyenne. There was a new trend amongst newlyweds. After the ceremony, after they get married, they don't go on honeymoons anymore. They go on buddy moons. What is a buddy moon? A buddy moon is like a honeymoon, but with your friends. Like you and your newlywed, your your bride or your groom, yep. you plan and book a honeymoon and then all your friends come with you and it's one big family vacation, oh essentially. I mean, when you're out on your honeymoon, it should be the two of you. Canoodling. In my, in, canoodling, in doing your thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. You're newly married. You get the rings on your fingers. You should be able to spend that time getting to know each other as a married couple. Yes. Granted, you should know each other prior to getting married, but you are now officially married. Yes. You are bound legally. <laughs> you're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> Get to know each other. Enjoy each other. Yes. Don't bring your friends along. And as a hopeless romantic, I definitely would say at least the first three days of your honeymoon should be just the two of you. Just the first three days? I mean, if you want to take a, you know, a six, seven day vacation and then your friends want to come in the last half, I don't have an issue Why with Why even that. let the friends come along? It's your honeymoon. Because it's, I, I it's feel fun. like if, if my buddy's getting married in July, um, if he's like, hey, we would love for you and Emily and uh, my brother's coming and our mutual friends are coming, we're going to do this buddy moon. I'd be like, dude, this is the time for you two to no, vacation together. You'd be I like would a not. trip to Mexico, I'm going. <laughs> I mean, if he was paying, okay. All right? But it still would be weird. Even if, if I had it's to on pay... the back half? Yes. I don't think that's weird. Just enjoy the honeymoon. Don't worry about friends. You're going to see them when you get back. If you want to plan another trip down the road, fine, great. But your honeymoon's your honeymoon, man. I don't know. I've never had a honeymoon, so... I guess this is from my uneducated perspective. <laughs> yeah. But you said you're a hopeless romantic. For you to say that you want your friends tagging along on the tail end of your honeymoon? I, just yeah, kinda but seems... if like the first three or four days is just like all you two immersive and you basically do that. But Miss Hopeless Romantic, when you finally get married, right, and you're finally on your very first honeymoon... Don't you want more than three or four days? Something tells me if you are... Ask me when I get a boyfriend, because right now I don't... <laughs> yeah, you're speaking at your rear end right now. I don't understand it. Uh, but let's head over to Tammy. Tammy, what do you think about this buddy moon thing? Oh, I'm disagreeing with buddy mooning. I don't need a crowd Yeah. to be on my vacation, you know, with my hubby. I agree with you. And then, you know, no. when I got married, that's all I wanted to do was spend time with my new bride shining. <laughs> Don't right. Right. <laughs> right? Like, we ain't even coming out the room. <laughs> That's exactly right. Beach? What beach? I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. I never saw beach. Yeah, that can come another time when when you want to get together with your friends and everybody can kind of do their little couple thing together. But honeymooning? No. The only buddy mooning I'm into is when you're all together just mooning. So pulling your pants down and just that mooning is- people. That's the only oh, buddy mooning that should happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's what I thought when you first asked about the, what buddy it was. Mooning. 
moon with moon, you know? Remind me never to do anything with you guys. It's terrifying. Camel Country 107.9. Well, congratulations to Chris Young. His uh, charges have been dropped. Yay, Chris! <laughs> I know. Is that the other uh, verbiage to use there? Do you say congratulations when you have a lawsuit against you and then your lawyer convinces them to lock? To uh, drop the loss. I mean, I think congratulations is not inappropriate. So the what right would, word, I'm not sure. What would you expect? Because, I mean, you got a child custody thing going uh-huh. on, you know? Like if uh, you won the entire thing or if things were dropped or whatever, right? Uh-huh. Oh, in that, in that respect, the congratulations is definitely yeah. in order, for sure. Yeah. Um, although, you know, I, I guess the thought process would be that they never should have been brought against him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's where the congratulations thing kind of seems a little off. But, uh, you know, Chris is free and clear now. Uh, he was arrested. We were ta- we've were we talked about this quite a few uh, times over the last week and a half or so. Uh, he was uh, arrested at a Nashville bar last week. Uh, he was charged with disorderly conduct, assaulting an officer, and resisting arrest following a dispute with eight, uh, agents with the Tennessee Alcohol Beverage Commission at a bar called The Dog House there in Nashville. And um, it's like a, a Maury situation here. Like when the uh, the, the security footage came out. Yeah. The disorderly conduct and assaulting an officer. It's like Maury saying, that was a lie. <laughs> and the, surve- the surveillance footage shows that you are not responsible. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, if you're Chris Young, he definitely doesn't need the money. But to just prove a point, teach a lesson. Mm-hmm. To, to sue them because, I mean, his mugshot was everywhere. It was. Every country station in the country and in North America pretty much was was talking about this. Yeah, it's definitely, I, I don't know how he's going to handle that, but like as far as the what I found really interesting is that he had to pay almost like $3,000 in like fines and fees and stuff like that for these charges that were brought up against him. Does he like get that money back since yeah. they're being dropped? Yeah, I know, you think. You would think. So maybe he would sue just uh, to have the money that came out of his pocket. Yeah. But again, I mean, there's got to be some emotional distress. Oh, for sure. I don't know. I, you know, because I mean, your, your, your mugshot's everywhere. And it doesn't matter how much money you have or who you are. Like when something like that happens, I would imagine... Like, that's detrimental to yourself and your career. Yeah, you, I mean, you don't know, like, what's going to happen. You saw what happened with Morgan Wallen. I mean, his label dropped him, his mm-hmm. management dropped him, and everything else. Yeah. You just don't know how people are going to react in this situation with what happened. He knew the truth. Yeah. It was something other than what he knew. Right. And ultimately, the truth came out. So that's good for Chris Young. I vote, give him his money back. He doesn't need it, but still. <laughs> Give him his money back plus some, you know? Pro- yeah, definitely. Prove a, prove a lesson in, as far as the agent, you know, that lied on the police report. I don't know. There's right? No, there's no uh, news as to what happened there. That is a valid point, sir. Gunner and Cheyenne. This is Camel Country 107.9. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. 
News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app.